Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Hey, it's time to admit the person or the sports entity we don't give enough respect to. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirt theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I want to start all of this with the knowledge. And Theo, I, I want you to understand that I don't, nor will I ever, take Tyreek Hill for granted. Because it appears as if we're about to not see him for I don't know how long. One game would be enough. For the Dolphins not to have Tyreek Hill to miss him dearly. And I just want everybody to know that before we learn about what could be something catastrophic tomorrow from the mouth of Mike McDaniel, uh, I, I have never taken Tyreek Hill for granted, okay? I just wanted to put that out into the public sphere. We thank you for that because Tyreek Hill is a national treasure. Oh, and every moment he's God. on the football field, it should be cherished. So we appreciate that. Oh, God. Outside of the field, though, I mean, well, it's a different story. yeah, that's a different story. He's a that's national not, treasure with, yeah. when he has his uh, football equipment on and he's right. on the field when right. he's supposed to be hitting yeah. other people. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. right. Uh, the off-the-field stuff, maybe not so treasured. But I do know, you know when, like last night, my wife ate too many Sour Patch Kids at one time. and It's her favorite candy. And she was like, oh, I've got a little churning in my stomach. This isn't good. That's how I feel right now, waiting on bated breath for whatever the hell happened to Tyreek Hill's hip. Because Mike McDaniel doesn't talk until tomorrow. The assistant coaches spoke today to the media, said they are not going to speak on any Tyreek Hill injuries. Uh, apparently this popped up at practice. Mike McDaniel uh, will, will address that tomorrow. I can't wait. It's like when you have foreboding news and you know it's going to be bad or you're in a relationship, right, and and the the other person says – hey, we need to talk later. And you're like, well, let's just talk now because I'm going to be ruminating on this all day. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Uh, let's, just, let's just talk later. And it sucks because then you're, oh, that's all you're thinking about for the next five hours is the impending terrible thing, that conversation you're about to have. That's how I feel right now with Tyreek Hill and Mike McDaniel. Yeah, that's like uh, whoever does that to you, they're putting you on punishment early, so right? No doubt. No yeah. doubt. It is it is early punishment for what's going to be further punishment down the road. That is, a, that is a great way to put it. It reminds me, it puts me back in that space of when, like, I would get in trouble at school, I would come home, my dad's not home yet, but my mom is, and she's like, you just wait till your pops get home. So now I'm upstairs in my room literally oh, yeah. waiting on bated breath for him to open the door and uh, deliver uh, you know, deliver that punishment. So, yeah, I think it's... it's <laughs> can, I, can I ask you, because I, I have a feeling we, at least from that standpoint, had similar upbringings. Were there, uh, were there belts involved sometimes? Were there, were there physical, not oh, yeah. like over the top, but we're talking physical contact? There was belts. There was, uh, you know, I graduated from the belt to just pure hand-on-hand -hand, uh, contact around like 12 years old, which uh, honestly I like better because at least it didn't sting as much. <laughs> like, I could uh -huh. take a blow, man, yeah, but that belt right. is... It, that thing was. Woo. Oh man! <laughs> so, uh, so yes. Uh, before we get to the original situation at hand, Tyreek Hill appears to be hurt. How long? Nobody knows. Uh, it's not good all around, and uh, I feel awful about it. So, uh, let's 
let's listen, though, to the Pat McAfee show from yesterday. And, no, this has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers because that's all we talk about these days with the Pat McAfee show on ESPN is what did Aaron Rodgers say? What misinformation did he spew this time around? No, no, no. J.J. Watt, future Hall of Famer, he joins the Pat McAfee show every single week, and he was discussing Patrick Mahomes and and his belief that – Patrick Mahomes is not getting the proper amount of respect that he should get on a weekly basis because we've just sort of grown numb to his greatness. Here's J.J. Watt. Make us believe that the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, right, in the AFC and everything runs through them with how he's playing right now? Yeah. I mean, I think that we kind of get to this point, even with Lamar, we're still with Pat, where somebody does – it plays so great and plays so well for such an extended period of time that we almost get bored with the greatness of it. And I think people are constantly trying to find these things about Mahomes or trying to, you know, the offense isn't clicking that well or they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. He is still the MVP. He is still playing at a high level. He's still dominating this league. I don't think that we should get bored with watching greatness and with appreciating greatness. Uh, I do think there is this fatigue factor where – yeah, that's just what he does. He just plays that well. Let's who, Who's the MVP? Let's go find it. Is it Brock Purdy? Is it this guy? Is it that guy? Well, Patrick Mahomes is still playing unbelievable football. Let's make sure we're giving people their flowers at the right time. I thought that that, Theo, was perfect in defense of your quarterback. Bored, fatigue, All of these things that I think we went through with Tom Brady, finding reasons to nitpick and disparage and cut down. And you know, Theo, as well as anybody, that I love to use Patrick Mahomes in his decreased amount of tangible production to make my point to gain my leverage pro Tua or pro insert other quarterback here as a leader ahead of Mahomes in the MVP race. I'm fully cognizant of that. That said, even with the decreased production, there's a decreased amount of talent of those catching footballs with the Kansas City Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes still has the Chiefs soft to the best record in the AFC. You know what all of that sounds to me from J.J. Watt, what that sounds like? It sounds like he's flat out saying, without saying the words, we take Patrick Mahomes for granted. Am I wrong? Uh, you're 100% correct. Um, he couldn't have said it any better, J.J. Watt. I mean, that guy who himself, I'm sure a lot a lot of times when people are, are, are professing things like this, it, it comes from an internal battle. And J.J. Watt himself was so transcendent, so legendary for so many years on the lowly Houston Texans that for a while there in his career, he was getting taken for granted. So I'm sure he kind of relates to Patrick Mahomes in that sense. But I think Mahomes... Of, of all players in the NFL today is the one that gets taken the most for granted because of the sustained amount of success. And he's so electric and so profound every single time he plays in a football game that, again, similar to like almost like the LeBron James effect in the NBA, we get tired of it. You run out of words to say glowingly about Mahomes, so now we're trying to find the next Mahomes in, in Joe Burrow or Josh Allen or, or Zach Wilson. And, and that's when we get ourselves in a quandary. I would argue to an extent that the fact that Patrick Mahomes' name still comes up, though, 
is and LeBron is in this conversation. Brady was in this conversation. The fact that their name still comes up, but people are hating on them, trying to find ways to uh, make the case that with Brady, he's on his decline, or with Mahomes, he's plateaued. That all is evidence because people are thinking about them because they're using them as the standard. Mm. That That is a sign of respect, albeit a backdoor way, right? Uh, I suppose... I suppose it goes back to Corny Robert Sala, Jets head coach, uh, who said in the preseason, uh, if you ain't, what is it, Theo? <laughs> if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. There we if go. you Thank ain't you, got Scott. no haters, you ain't popping. It just sounds so much better when you guys say it than me, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Um, so, so for me, though, I, I don't think I take Patrick Mahomes for granted because I use him as the crux of a lot of my quarterback comparison arguments. So I'm clearly aware of him and the standard he's set and what he's doing with his football team because uh, I can never focus on record with the Chiefs as evidence for any sort of decline. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes' production. Someone that I do completely ignore and someone that I've really only discussed in uh, the capacity of who they're dating is Patrick Mahomes' teammate. And I don't know how this continually slips through the cracks. I don't know why I continue to just sort of cold shoulder this person. Maybe he's become such a prominent figure in the pop culture zeitgeist that I'm not looking at him as much of a, of a football producer as I should. But that's Travis Kelsey. This guy missed the opener this season and he's still the leader in tight end receiving yards by almost 150 he is non-stop production we were talking about a monday off the air theo he is just such a weapon in the middle of the field he's unguardable even when someone's on him he's big and bulky enough to guard him off he knows where to duck down within a, a defense he has this phenomenal connection with patrick mahomes he's ultra productive he, to me he is a better Rob Gronkowski, who I think I also took for granted at times. Travis Kelsey, I'll admit, I'll admit openly in the public that I take the best tight end in the NFL, a sure thing, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. I take Travis Kelsey for granted. And I think it might be because he's always going to be in the shadow of Patrick Mahomes or now that he's dating Taylor Swift or whatever he's doing with Taylor Swift. I take for granted just how damned good at football Travis Kelsey has been and still is. And, and to, to, to that point, um, it's easy for us on the outside to take him for granted because of the fact that he's getting, catch, he's getting passes from Patrick Mahomes and whatnot. But the thing that, that people fail to realize is the very thing that made Tyreek Hill, who is arguably the best receiver in the NFL, expendable for the Kansas City Chiefs is the synchronicity between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like, one almost doesn't work as well without the other. You saw that week one when Kelsey was out and Mahomes was trying to throw the ball to guys like Darius Toney and, um, and, and MVS. It just isn't clicking like that. Those two guys together is like the modern-day NBA version of like a Shaq Kobe of like uh, I, I don't want to go. Duncan didn't really have a running mate. Running mate. What's a, what's another running mate that you know? Stockton Malone. There you all go. Right? You draw up that pick and roll. 
You draw up that pick and roll, and it's gonna it's gonna lead to some successful offense and time boy after time did, after time. Boy, did that duo age poorly as a pair of human beings. Well, huh? yeah, that's a, another thing. Look, we can't count on these athletes. Like like Charles Barkley said back in the nineties, I am not a role model, <laughs> and I would not uh, take up anything that John Stockton says or anything that Carl Malone has done in the past and emulate that because those two dudes a uh, little little uh iffy. Well, yeah, yes, uh, sketchy. Carl uh, Malone's case, almost kind of like criminal, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I want I want people to look deep into their sports souls today. Um, I think this has been a good week of of having people sort of uh, strip down their sports emotions and uh, and for us to really get to know one another. You need to admit someone or something in sports. It could be an athlete. It could be a team. It could even be a sports talker, someone in the sports realm that you completely take for granted. I have admitted over the years that I grew uh, a tenfold in appreciation for Tom Brady I didn't previously have when he went to Tampa Bay and continued to do Tom Brady things. I took him for granted for a long time when he was new in New England because I sat there and just said Belichick product, Belichick system. But no, Tom Brady... One of one. Uh, I I absolutely take Travis Kelsey for granted. Someone who is going to be so simply placed in the Pro Football Hall of Fame when he retires in five years passes. And I, I don't give him enough attention either in private whoa, or Hello. here on this radio show. So, people, it's time for you to be forthright. It's time for you to be truthful with yourself because, damn it, if... That's not the most important thing we can do in this life. Name an athlete, a team, or something in the sports realm you admit that you took or have taken for granted. Name an athlete or a team you admit you took or have taken for granted. For me, it's Travis Kelsey. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media open at KLV1063. What or who in the sports realm have you taken for granted? It could be someone in the past. It could be someone in the present. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm giving you the opportunity to atone. Theo, I'm sure that you have several you could choose from or teams you could choose from. But who comes to mind as someone where you say, you know what, I, I haven't shown the amount of love. I, I, I've ignored to an uncomfortable extent. I've, I have taken blank for granted. It, to me, it's Eric Spolstra, you know, head coach Miami Heat. There's, there's a certain level of, of uh, the continuity that the Heat culture obviously presents, and from top down, it's a great ran organization. But there's a certain level of taking for granted how often the Miami Heat are able to churn out these, uh, these players who are unheralded, undrafted, and turn them into really, really, really good role players or even sometimes borderline stars in the NBA today. And at every single step, even though I see it year after year, the Miami Heat and Spolster and his staff getting the most out of these guys and churning out playoff rosters or making deep championship runs, I still find myself doubting what the Miami Heat can do ahead of seasons, ahead of playoff runs, ahead of games, and then being proven wrong. At some point, myself as a Miami Heat fan needs to lean all the way in and trust the process, know that Eric Spolstra, a guy who believes and told us at media day uh, just, what, less than a month ago, 
that he believes he has the guys in his locker room to make a championship contender. I think for once I'm going to just lean in and believe him and say that the Miami Heat are going to be a team that comes out of the East once again because of Eric Spolstra, because of the guys on that roster, and because of the amount of belief that he puts in them. Um, the, the way that they enable guys like a Max Struess, who was cut by the Celtics before coming to the Heat, becoming a great rotational player, and we saw what he did in his debut as a Cleveland Cavalier. Like, what, 27 uh, points? Five threes. I miss five, you already, Max. I think, like, 12 boards. Like, bucket. He was exactly what the Cavs were missing, and now they have that, and it's all a product of what the Miami Heat are able to do. And, again, it's, it's, as a Heat fan, it's hard to say it. It's weird to feel it, but I do feel like at a time, I underestimate Eric Spolster. All that complaining we were doing about not getting Dame Lillard, how about we sit back and wait and see what they can do with this roster? And, again, I could be eating my words in a couple yeah. months, but I'll, I'll lean in on it. Could we, get, um, could we get more than zero points from the point guard position? I mean, that's uh... <laughs> 32 minutes. <laughs> Kyle, Lowry, Kyle Lowry's not out there to score points. All right, He's not out there to make plays. He's just out there to annoy the other team you still to can't, play the rest. You still can't a month ago talk about how you want to be the starting point guard for this oh, team. And on opening yeah. night at your crib, jog out there, play 32 minutes, and drop a goose. Can't he do look, it. He looked terrible. Can't do he it. looked awful. And it's not, it's not that he's not scoring. It's that he's not good. He's not impacting the game. Right. I, I, I am on board with you, and I think that more so than ever, Eric Spolstra now is getting mainstream support and credit more so than he certainly got with the big three. So I do think that more people are recognizing it. I do think that he still does get taken for granted, even by Heat fans, because I think Spolstra does get shrouded by how ineffective this front office has been landing stars in a star-driven league. Like, yeah, it sure is fun to talk about the developmental projects of a Max Struess, of a Gabe Vincent, of a Kayla Martin, what they're attempting to do with an Orlando Robinson, what they're attempting to do with a Nikola Jovic, who, by the way, zero minutes last night. Good stuff. Um, so On top of that, though, Ken, it's not even just those marginal guys. Like, what they've been getting out of Jimmy Butler. Sure. Jimmy Butler had a whole NBA what? career worth of games and, and right. tape on him. Right. He comes to the Miami Heat and he evolves into a whole new player. What they got out of Bam out of bio. Even what Bam's become, right. Yeah, coming out of Kentucky, nobody – people thought Bam was just like a, a, a rim defender and a rim roller, and that was it. This dude is now a defensive player of the year candidate, should already have that trophy in his, in his uh, trophy case, likely can get it this year. And speaking of underestimating and, and undervaluing Eric Spolstra, uh, Ken, how many Coach of the Year awards does Eric Spolstra have? Uh, that's none, Theo. Zero. That's got, insane. And, and all throughout the that's league. That's the evidence right there. I would fight you on mainstream thought. Eric Spolstra does get a lot more respect than he has and at least is approaching acceptable. But that singular thing right there, I'm glad you brought that up because it didn't occur to me. That right there is the biggest evidence you can have that Eric Spolstra is taken for granted is there are zero, zero NBA Coach of the Year honors for a guy who has worked miracles. I just... To me, I'm befuddled. I, I, it, there, and you're right. They'll say it, 
right? They'll get up on. But they don't want to. Right, right. But they're not gonna. They're not gonna go over the top to ensure <laughs> that it is chiseled. That Eric Spolster is the finest coach in the game. It's yeah. easy to say it in private. Easy to write a little think piece about it. But then nobody wants to actually go the extra mile to ensure that it stays there in the history of the sport. Yeah, because then they just go to whatever coach overachieved that year. Oh, Tom Thibodeau dragged that Knicks team to the playoffs. Coach of the year. Oh, Monty Williams got the Suns the one seat. Coach yeah. of the year. Meanwhile, every year. Eric Spolstra is not just producing wins for the Miami Heat, but he's padding the pockets of some of these guys who would be not even in the league right now playing in Germany. He's got Max Struess making $60 million. He's got Gabe Vincent out there in L.A. making, I forget what the contract was, but well worth more than what he had before he stepped foot in the Miami Heat locker room. So Name a, a, a person, a team, someone in the sports realm, you admit, you admit you're being truthful with yourself and you have the guts to tell the public that you have taken or do currently take for granted. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media, it's open. At KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Someone in the sports realm or something in the sports realm that you've taken for granted or you take for granted. 888 760 Three seven seven six. Uh, Stone, you're you're interesting because you don't have a team that you necessarily follow. Uh, you're quarterback oriented. You, uh, you live, breathe, eat quarterbacks and well tennis. Oh. You're very very weird from uh, that standpoint. Uh, but but I want you to admit with yourself, Stone, because I know you like to be right. I know you, you you like to come strong with a with an angle, but I want you to be truthful with yourself, Stone Lebanowitz. You take what for granted in sports. Early on in his career, I took Kyrie Irving for granted. I, I think with how outspoken and some of the just downright odd things that he was doing, I did hop on that train of people that kind of were against him, not only for what he did on the court and what kind of teammate he was, but for what he did off the court and the things that he shared and his feelings, all of these things. I've taken Kyrie Irving for granted, and this came about last night watching the Mavericks game, watching him and Luka close out that fourth quarter. When you watch Kyrie Irving play, there's just never been a, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say never, but Kyrie Irving is damn good, and I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves, and I think we all understand why. But I think I've taken him for granted, and I'm just going to fully jump on board with this guy because I'm a huge Kyrie Irving fan. Mm. I'm one of the guys who used to play a sport who thinks that it doesn't really matter what a player does off the court as much as everybody thinks, right? When you get inside those lines and that whistle blows and that person turns it on, like that's all I really care about, and I think that's all one of these guys really care about. You talked about it earlier, Theo. You talked about who was it who said, I'm not a role model. Charles, Charles Barkley. Barkley. Like, like, these guys aren't role models, and that's one of the things that makes you take a guy for, for granted. You forget what they do from an X's and O standpoint and what kind of ball player they are. So for me, it's Kyrie Irving. I'm fully on board with this guy. Watching him and Luca go to work last night, I'm like, hey, I'm fully in on this 31-year-old. I do not care what anybody else has to say. The only, only problem, Stone, is when, it, when it's time for him to turn 32, uh, he might take a couple weeks off basketball. So you <laughs> fully in on him partying? Celebrating his birthday? I mean, I am, right? Because this Dallas Maverick team, they're going to be in the playoffs, and I do think they're going to contend and be pretty pesky. So all things aside, right, I get how, how the things that he does will annoy people, yeah. but I'm invested in what he does on the basketball court, man. Nothing else. But here's here's my, my issue with Kyrie, is that when it comes time for him to actually raise his level and elevate his team, which is the point of the whole thing, it's great. To, I could sit there and watch Kyrie dribble 
for two straight hours. If he just sat in front of me and dribbled for two hours, I'd be amazed. I'd pay admission to see that. Um, but does he does he make people around him better? like the greats in this sport do. And for me to fully appreciate Kyrie Irving, I need to see him actually like make his team better and and show that he's a, a true basketball leader. Like Theo, I don't think since LeBron left Cleveland where Kyrie was a great complimentary piece, he's shown in any way, shape, or form that he can be anything resembling someone that you should praise as a quote-unquote winner. Yeah, he's uh he's done the opposite actually. In every stop he's he's gone an entertainer. To. That's great, yeah. but a winner. I I need that in my sports life. He he led the league in fourth quarter scoring last year, and he he dropped ten in the fourth last night. But is that necessary? Okay, but leading the league in fourth quarter scoring, uh, depending on the team, that might not be what that team needs. But it was what they needed last night in game okay, one. Okay, but it wasn't what they needed last season. year when they were clearly middle of the pack in the Western Conference, and he showed up, and then they completely fell apart. Yeah, and that's just, I mean, that's going to happen, right? We can just go down this list of 450 players all throughout these professional leagues of what they did last year. But it's like, at one point, you're going to put all that to the side and watch this kid play really good basketball. He's not even a kid. He's a 31-year-old. He lives the league in scoring <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Like, that's what that's what equates to winning. He did it last night. They got over the hump and beat the Spurs. I get it. Game one of the season. But... He produces every single night on the court. I could sit there and cherry pick any single stat that I wanted to that that he uses and that he produces that uh, equates to winning. I don't know. It, it's tough for me to hear. Well, no, I'll, I'll cherry pick a stat that uh, since he stopped playing with LeBron, he hasn't sniffed the NBA Finals. Yeah, that's a lot of players, man. That's a lot okay. of players. But really. all I'm saying is that of all the people we threw out there, me, Travis Kelsey, that guy elevates his team. Uh, Eric Spolstra, that guy elevates his team. Kyrie Irving sure is fun to see dribble. Like, I, I just, I don't know, I don't know what else Kyrie Irving brings. I'm glad, I'm glad he, he went off against a team that has Wemby, who was bad enough to have the number one pick last year. Like, good. I, I, what I will say about Kyrie Irving is when he plays and when he's locked in, He's an elite player and an elite point guard. But getting him locked in is extremely difficult. That's the problem with me is like he's the part of being a superstar in any league, but specifically the NBA is consistency. Like anybody can we saw Cam Thomas last night <laughs> drop 36. Woo! Amazing. Cam Thomas. 24 and 13 minutes. Yeah, like I mean crazy. Damn. Crazy, right? Cam Thomas goes off. The difference between Cam Thomas and a Jason Tatum or a Jimmy Butler or a Devin Booker is that's every night. And Kyrie Irving when he does play and when he's locked in, gives you that every night, but he doesn't always play because he finds reason after reason to sit out. He's not a good locker room leader. He's a guy that has been antagonistic towards his teammates, it seems like, ever since he – well, really, part of the reason why he left Cleveland was an antagonistic relationship with LeBron James because he felt kind of overshadowed. Like, he's – at every turn, it just feels like if you're trying to build a winning formula, if you're trying to have a, a team that's going to push far into the playoffs, it's – it's been detrimental to have Kyrie on your team. He made the Celtics worse yeah, when I, they went got it, It's such a fun study to watch some of these alpha males play with other alpha males. And you see, like, I don't think Stephon Diggs would survive in the league if he wasn't playing with the top-tier quarterback. Like, these guys are just too rambunctious. And you've heard Mark Cuban yeah. time after time after time talk about, I have no idea where this narrative started about Kyrie being a bad teammate. Luka goes to bat for him. Like, he, he, he is a good teammate from the, the guys – who, who carry weight and, and what they say matters. Like, they've said nothing but good things about Kyrie. Nobody around the league has anything bad to say about Kyrie, but ex ex except for us, it's right? It's the narratives that we run about what kind of player he is and all this kind of stuff. I just, I mean, I can't, cool. buy, I can't buy any of that. I I'm won't. glad that he's a good friend. 
to people. Yeah, like, that's not exactly like what uh what we're we're looking. And and Luca, I don't take him for granted because after seeing him play in person, I have no respect for how that guy plays basketball. <laughs> period. <laughs> Laziest single NBA player I have ever seen with these two eyes. So what, good, Luca though. last night so was good. just uh, there. There was nobody better around the entire league than Luka Doncic last night. Like if he gives us that all season long, the narrative's debunked. He was. A dog. I, I like I like my basketball when guys play both ways. That's just me. Uh, <laughs> name it. Name someone or something in sports that you completely take for granted. And I don't mean to diminish Stone. Stone, I'm glad that you had the courage and the bravery to tell us that you take Kyrie Irving for granted. And I'll say, I know for a fact, Theo, you and Stone, you take the importance of the World Series for granted, and it's okay. <laughs> we'll come to terms with that. Name something or someone in the sports realm you take or have taken for granted. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, do we do we take him for granted? I take Travis Kelsey for granted. Uh, Theo takes Eric Spolstra for granted. And, and Stone says Kyrie Irving, I'm done taking this guy for granted. He is a legit top-tier NBA superstar. Yeah, it seems like, hold on, can we pump the brakes right quick? Did Stone play this right? Because it seems like you don't take him for granted. Yeah, you're just trying to fanboy him. Yeah, you That's appreciate right. everything. You know what, We're Theo? the ones that take him for granted. Great call, Theo. I mean, I, I hear you, and I was thinking He's just about trying that to push propaganda. Halfway through. I'm not pushing propaganda. I think early <laughs> on in all of this, though, I, I did fall into the, man, what is wrong with this guy? Like, and I did put him oh, off to the yeah. side for the longest time. And I did. I think then I was taking it for granted. I don't so you're now. you're no longer Got taking it. it for granted. That's I what mean, it is. Yeah, I, I suppose. But I, I did trash him early on. I'm like, this dude, first of all, he's a psycho. Yeah. There's so many things wrong with him. So you're coming around on him. You're just saying, hey, I took him for granted, and now I'm fully on board with this yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't think there was a player that I've ever taken for granted as much as I did Kyrie Irving pretty early on. A lot of it had to do with me being a LeBron stan, right? It's sure. Like, get this cancer out of here, yeah. man. And, and now I've come around to be like, all right, like I'm not, I can't do this with guys anymore. Like there's too much into it just for me to agree with the narratives that are flinging around. Uh, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's been an evolution, a stone sports fandom evolution. Nice. Uh, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Name someone in the sports realm, something in the sports realm that you have taken or you took for granted. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's Theo Dorsey. He's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN106. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Hey, good news, guys. Uh, the Bahamas Bowl, the vaunted bowl game in Nassau, the Bahamian government a couple of weeks ago, uh, they said, oh, hey, by the way, we're uh, we're 
we're, we're, we're running long on renovations to the stadium that uh, that you have the Bahamas Bowl in every year. So college football, uh, sorry, sorry, we, we can't have it uh, here this year. So all of a sudden, the bowl game organizers are like, what the hell? They start scrambling. They're like, oh, my God, can we have this in the Bahamas? Uh, what I would have done is just found another Bahamian island. That's just me. Or I would have said, hey, Puerto Rico. It's not the Bahamas, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, hey. Maybe Puerto Rico, you want to jump on board. But didn't work out. I'm sure there's things to sign and political red tape and all that. So uh, the Bahamas Bowl in 2023 will be played in Charlotte. Woo! Pack your bags, baby. <laughs> and also your winter coat. Oh, boy. Also Could you imagine in past years? Yeah, we're going to Nassau. Awesome. Uh, uh, what's that That awesome resort there? Uh, the one with the huge water slides? Because that's where they stay. I don't even remember. No but now, now you're going to be staying at, like, the Charlotte Hilton. You know, the, should, should they be allowed to call it the Bahamas Bowl? I know there's probably marketing dollars and branding behind it, and they have to. But, like, I don't think you can call something that's played in Charlotte. The Bahamas Bowl. The Bahamas Bowl. It's completely misleading. Yeah, what are we doing if the Boca Bowl is somewhere else? Oh, man. Yeah, you can't call it the Boca Bowl if it's in in, uh, Mobile. (laughs) (laughs) Mobile. uh, That ain't the Boca Bowl, okay? (laughs) Trust me, I've been to Mobile plenty of times. Not desirable. Uh, Name something in the sports realm or somewhat in the sports realm that you have completely taken for granted. We're, we're, We're being honest with ourselves Today on Levicka Theo and Stone. 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. I said Travis Kelsey. He's more than just Taylor Swift's boy toy, damn it. Come on. Uh Theo says Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra, I take him for granted because the Heat, I want superstars. They don't get them. I get disappointed. But Eric Spolstra, a man who somehow has never won NBA Coach of the Year, it's not just me. It's everybody takes him for granted. And Stone says, you know what? I'm all in on Kyrie Irving. I don't want to take that man for granted any longer. 888-760-3776. Segway Sean in Palm Beach Gardens gets us going on the phones on a Thursday. What's up, Sean? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Nice, Atlantis. The the there it is. Atlantis. The Atlantis, yes. So <laughs> so you go from Atlantis with their world class uh, dining and their water slides and their water park, and now you're going to be at like the Charlotte Holiday Inn by the airport. Good. Gorgeous. 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 That time of year, exactly. <laughs> Colorado. Nice. Anyway, so. I, you know, in, in the world of sports, if, if we're talking about, like, you know, the, the talking heads or the radio analysts or the television analysts or, and it's not that I don't love you guys, but the thing I take for granted the most in the past little bit has been the woman, the myth, the legend, Jeanette, the Dominican Javier. Yeah, we miss her. Can probably agree. Yeah, we yeah. we definitely well, miss her. Who else are we going to get our dating talk from? To be well. quite honest, uh, yeah, no, we we definitely. I, I will say this, Sean, and I'm glad you brought up Jeanette. Who, by the way, yesterday, like she's doing huge things. She uh, she emceed a panel with Kay Adams, the ultra talented Kay Adams down in yeah. Fort Lauderdale, and then she hosted the Final Four banner unveiling in Boca Raton. So we miss her dearly on the show. She brings a dynamic that none of us can can fill those shoes. But also, I have a feeling that. Uh, she, we weren't going to have her for much longer because she's clearly on her way to, to bigger and better things than us dopes. 
Yeah, well, I guess we're hopefully we're just like a little blip on her epitaph. That's right. That's she'll, right. She won't forget us. She won't forget us. us. Yeah, she'll she'll remember us. I'll just I'll lie to people and say, hey, I gave her her start. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate the call, Sean, and thank you for the resort information. Uh, by the way, uh, Theo, do you want to uh, tell uh, the fine folks of Palm Beach County before we uh, continue oh, with the phones, yeah. fine folks of Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast about Duffy Sports Grill? Who music? I mean, is there ever a bad time for me to talk about Duffy Sports Grill? King? Never. I'm talking about the spot. The only place that I know dearly that you can pull up at any point and get two for one drinks all day every day on top of that every Duffy Sports Grill has 80 or more televisions and of course it is Oktoberfest still going on at every single Duffy Sports Grill location throughout Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast there's dozens upon dozens you can find one near your house when you pull up you can check out any game on any of the 80 television screens. You can watch if it's on a Saturday. You can have some Big Ten action right in front of you. You look over to your right, you got a little bit of ACC play. Hopefully it's not the Canes getting beat up on. You look over to your left. Oh, what's that? Is that is that Jimbo Fisher losing another football game? I love that. Give me some wings. All of that and more. And then, of course, the award-winning burgers and wings. Duffy Sports Grill is the place to be, especially when you're able to watch some football and maybe even some basketball, maybe even some hockey. I don't want to limit it because all seasons are in right now. It's the greatest time to be a sports fan, and it's the greatest time to be in a Duffy Sports Grill. Duffy'sMVP.com to get your MVP card as well as remember every single day. Remember every time you think about Duffy Sports Grill, our game is always on. Stone, nothing uh, washes Jimbo Fisher's tears down better than a Duffy's two-for-one. I mean, just nothing. nothing. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You know my dog was hitting it up after after those painstaking losses, man. Uh, and even after the wins, man. it's a celebratory place as well. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Danny in Boynton on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Hi, Danny. What's going on? <clears throat> hey, so I heard one of you guys say uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So there's, there's there's only two there's only two players that have more yards than Travis Kelsey in the last ten years, and one of them gets talked about, one of them doesn't. So I'll mention the one that doesn't get talked okay. about. But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Mike Evans, mm. who's had a thousand yards every year with what uh, Josh McCown, Mike Glennon, Holy Ryan hell. Patrick, Jameis Winston. So that's gonna be that's gonna be my go-to. Someone that doesn't really get talked about nationally, but I'm telling you, that's excellent. Yeah, that is flat out. Damned excellent and appreciate the call. See, that just – this is why I appreciate when when, uh, when when the people who listen to us, the the fine folks in this area who tune in on a regular basis or if a uh, first time, but when they, they, they are willing to, to bear their soul, they're willing to speak their truth, they're willing to confront their own demons, and they come up with a contribution like that, that's why we do this, folks. That warms my heart and tingles my loins. Mike Evans, a great call. Oh! G-Baby, Galveston, Texas, you know what I'm saying, right outside of Houston. Is that Houston. what they call Galveston people is G-Baby? Yeah, G-Baby, dog. He's down. Six foot five, <laughs> track star. And, and also what I will say about Mike Evans, I think part of the reason why he's remained, like, not in irrelevance, but, like, just out of the national spotlight is those quarterbacks he's been playing with his whole career, is the fact he's been on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, his only run where he got the shine was with Tom Brady. And but the then Gronk that, took that. Exactly. The problem with that is Tom brought all his friends. Right. And he brought Gronk, and he's Tom Brady. He's still in all the spotlight. So I don't think – I think when Mike Evans' career is over, we're going to realize, wow, is, was he a first ballot Hall of Holy Famer? Holy crap. The Mike Evans one is excellent. Yes. And the fact that I, I didn't even think of Mike Evans is – 
case in like I, I literally threw a hundred names around this morning yeah. thinking about this, and Mike Evans never came up, which I think is is the the absolute case in point to why. It's such a great response. Mike Evans taken for granted. There's no question about it. And I think you can make NFL argument like the entire league. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And this guy is uh, consistent. We talked about what makes a superstar in any league. It's being able to do it game after game, year after year. He's been the the model of consistency with the Bucks. And 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 it just the one the one knock on Mike Evans, I feel like there's not one year you can single out and say, "You know what? That year he was a top 3 receiver." He's always like floating around like number six or seven, but he's consistently there. But he's all—he's never in that top five, top three conversation. But maybe that's a more of a a, a mark bad against us than not against his play because we're not recognizing game. Uh, feel free to keep weighing in the uh, the person or thing in the sports realm that you completely taken for granted. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Uh, are the Dolphins uh, are are the Dolphins in trouble? Are the Dolphins screwed? I am uh, I'm I'm waiting on bated breath for Mike McDaniel tomorrow to tell me just how serious Tyreek Hill's injury is. Uh, I I feel like a uh, boyfriend friend whose girlfriend has said hey we need to talk later and later is like seven hours from now after uh, after school activities come to a conclusion it's not a good feeling i'm not enjoying this he's theo dorsey that's don labanowitz i'm ken levicka levicka theo and stone on espn 106.3 you've got to pump it up don't you know pump it up you got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I just saw this. Stone, I'm going to send you something from Micah Parsons. He said on his podcast, and I'm not sure. We need I'm, to stop paying attention to Mike of Parsons uh, podcast. Uh, I'm not sure what Cowboys fans are going to do. Uh, to think of it. We'll uh, we'll play that an hour or two. Ask Steves with Steve Polizziner coming up at 1 o'clock. Palm Beach County Hall of Famer and smartest person involved with the show here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Let me tell you about EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. They've been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated. They are servicing Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. So I'm at FAU Stadium right now. I'm on the sixth floor. I'm traveling with FAU football. They play at Charlotte tomorrow, actually at the stadium that is now the home of the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, And I, I look at my surroundings from the sixth floor coaching suite here at FAU Stadium, and I see those surrounding areas that EDS Air Conditioning Services. EDS is yes. That's how you remember it. What was the name of that? What's the name of that? EDS is yes. It rhymes. You're welcome. I don't even think you have to write it down. Just commit it to memory. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes, and they handle your air quality matters, your plumbing matters as well. They are versatile, and man, are they good. Go to edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning. Uh, can we hear, keep here, uh, can we hear Tua Tungavailoa yesterday? Uh, he gave the first indication that uh, something was amiss with uh, with Tyreek Hill. Something was wrong with Tyreek Hill. Tua Tungavailoa yesterday at the Dolphins facility. Uh, this, this does not instill a lot of confidence in me, the Dolphins fan, about uh, how, how light this Tyreek Hill injury may be. You know, you, you can't sleep on. Um, you know, if, if we couldn't have Tyreek, that would be, you know, 
tough, but the show goes on. You got to continue to play. And uh, somewhere down the line, we're going to get Tyreek back. And, you know, it has to be one of those things where you never let your foot off the gas and you don't lose uh, that rhythm as a team or as a unit. <sighs> Can we hear that one more time? Because there's a key line that I want to focus on here. Let's hear Ty uh, Let's hear Tua Tungavaya one more time discussing Tyreek Hill. You know, you, you can't sleep on. Um, you know, if, if we couldn't have Tyreek, that would be, you know, tough. But the show goes on. you got to continue to play. And uh, somewhere down the line, we're going to get Tyreek back. And, you know, it has to be one of those things where you never let your foot off the gas and you don't lose uh, that rhythm as a team or as a unit. Somewhere down the line. Somewhere down the line. Uh -oh. That sounds bad, Theo. I mean, you anything waste and below, especially with a speedster, um, you, you never want to see in football because those are the type of injuries that have a higher risk of re-injury as well as, I mean, they linger sometimes. Like, that's, that's scary for Dolphins fans. Somewhere down the line. Oof. Hey, Stone, at least River Craycraft got reactivated from IR. Woo-hoo! Wasn't it the Panthers game that Tyreek Hill pulled up Gimp in the middle of a drive, left for a yeah, quarter, and then he came was back in? He was cramping. He does that all the time. Uh, he's yeah. he's a cramper for some reason. He's a speedster. Those guys cramp a lot. Yeah, and especially with the uh, – he's, he's before plays are even snapped, running the equivalent of, uh, of three plays um, because he's in motion so often. But it, apparently it happened in practice. That's what the reports are. Because uh, he did his podcast yesterday, and there was no indication he did it in the morning. He recorded it before whatever injury took place. But when you hear somewhere down the line, it, that's the that's the worst possible thing that I could hear. I would almost argue, who would you rather miss like three or four weeks, Tua or Tyreek Hill? Tua. Yeah. Hey, Tua, it's time to earn that MVP, buddy. All right, Ken was Ken was praising you up earlier. Hold on now. Wait, just, so, just two weeks ago, Ken was praising up to a tongue of Iloa over confused. Patrick Mahomes. He's so accurate. He's the man. He's doing it all. I'm confused. So, so the Dolphins are better off without Tua than without Tyreek Hill. Is that what you voted? That you'd rather be without the Hawaiian? I, I would. I would. I'm not. No, and that's not even. Again, you're making me choose between two guys right here. I'm not saying this. No, as this a has nothing to do with you. It more so has to do with the, the, the Dolphins. Like they're better off winning football games and being a threat to others. With I, I just, just Tyreek Hill. Tyree wow. I just wonder if I think so. Uh, here's here's the and this is where I think Stone. Uh, what he just said. There's credence to that. Jalen Waddle, you have yes, Tyreek Hill is dynamic, but Tua, you trust to be able to still pick apart defenses with those timing routes with guys who know the system. It's just you don't have the fastest guy out there. My problem is with that, like I'd be okay. Like you can beat the Patriots without Tyreek Hill, right? I don't know if you can beat the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill, but you can beat the Patriots without Tyreek Hill. The problem is, how many times have we seen Jalen Waddle on the field or going to the locker room this year? Yeah. It's been multiple times. He had that back thing going on in Philadelphia where he had to go to the locker room and he certainly got shot up with something in the locker room in order to, to return. There were reports from the sideline that he was laying flat on his stomach because he couldn't move. He was in so much pain. If you have a 75% a, a Jalen Waddle and no Tyree kill, then you're saying, uh, Cedric Wilson, go make a play. 
River Craycraft, go make a play. And the problem is, no matter who the quarterback is, you're asking a lot of said quarterback. So I just, yeah. it's tough. But, ah, God, why does it have to be this way, man? But if it was one or two weeks, I'd feel okay. But when you hear somewhere down the line, like Stone in football vernacular, that's horrifying, vomit-inducing. I mean, 100%. You just wish that they would talk about, hey, he needs to rest, and we get the gist that they're just sitting him for the Patriots knowing that they're heading to Frankfurt and that they need him for the Chiefs game. But there have been no like verbal signs like you had mentioned that that's the case. So I want to say, hey, they sit him out. They understand that they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites against New England, and they can get that done without him. And the next game is obviously the one that's circled on the calendar, has been for years, so you're trying to get a full 100% healthy Tyreek Hill. But you're right. There's just nothing that's been said that, that points to that. So, yeah, uh, red alarm. I don't think Tyreek Hill is missing that, that game against the I, I, I don't think he is either, yeah. but there hasn't been anything said as far as that game in general right. or just him, you know, we're going to rest him. He, he's a little banged up. No, we're talking or about somewhere down the road. Here's a conspiracy theory for you, a conspiracy theory that – the Dolphins are just uh, – they're, they're trying to trick Bill Belichick. Mm. Bill Belichick, who uh, tried to, to get any competitive advantage he could for so many years, the Dolphins are actually they're, – they're, they're trying to trick the Patriots into multiple game plans. Uh, Tyreek, oh, he's hurt. He's hurt. He's on the injury report. Oh, oh, he's questionable for Sunday. Oh, he passed the pregame workout Sunday, and now he's going to play. How about that, Stone? How do you like that conspiracy theory? And nothing's actually wrong with Tyreek Hill. I don't hate it. I do take at least a little bit of stock. I'll buy a share in the fact that you're trying to hide Tyreek Hill and some of the wrinkles that you've put in for the Chiefs that you're probably going to test out against the Patriots. You don't want Kansas City to have that tape, so you kind of keep him sidelined if he's kind of banged up. But uh, I don't think you're trying to pull a fast one over, Bill, even though you might be right now because the Pats look like the Pats of old, huh? Max Jones in a rhythm, huh? Let's go. Mm, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I need to feel better. I need to feel better. Uh, Stone, could you real quick, before we go to break and bring in Steve, can I hear Tom Pelissero? Is it possible for yeah, you to find Tom Pelissero real quick? I just need to raise my mood after talking about Tyreek Hill. Yeah, um, because – This is the one thing now with Tyreek Hill, uh, status unknown, that is going to boost my spirits. Tom Pelissero and and Theo on national television, national television, NFL Network on Sunday. uh, Tom Pelissero, speaking of the virtues of the great Ravens kicker, Justin Tucker, uh, and and Justin Tucker, so good at kicking field goals, right? So good. The, uh, one of so the greatest good. of all time. He's got that big, beefy foot. Uh, he, has, he has one game, seen great success with the, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Tom Pelissero, uh, speaking of the virtues of Justin Tucker, having aggressive sex with the elderly. <laughs> They need Jameer Gibbs to go out and make some plays against a non-conference opponent, but a really good team, one that there's still some of those ghosts of Justin Tucker banging a 60-year-old, uh, 60-yard field goal. There we go. Over the, now I feel the, better. Uh, Thank you. Now I feel better. Aggressive sex is hilarious. Justin Tucker, Tom Pelissero, banging 60-year-olds. When we come back, Steve Politziner. What a transition. The <laughs> smartest man we know. We bring him on to try and mature up the proceedings. No, not in not in Justin Tucker's preferences, oh, yeah. mature, but in, like, uh, intellect uh, here on this radio show. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Levanowitz. I'm Ken Levick, Levick, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3.